From the front line. It's not going to work, man. From the tailgates. Representing KGYR and its stakeholders. We are the Forum for the Fan. The Bleed Blue Show. Flying solo. Here's your host, Chris. Yeah, we are the form for the fans. Blue Blue Show, Big Blue Roundtable preview show versus the Green Bay Packers. An early morning game on Sunday on the East Coast. Very, very early morning on the left coast. That's probably about 6.30. Wow. California. Wow. Anyway, BlueBlueShow.com is our website. Audio archive episodes can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good shebang, right? We got stakeholder notes. I'll read them off later on. As far as, you know, know, they're going to bring it to the table via the the notes, and we'll share with the table, and we'll get reactions to the comments of what stakeholders said, who couldn't make this episode, right? Now, Chris is probably going to join us a little bit later before we get off, so uh, filling in for him for a little bit before he jumps on, but we'll um, dissect this game like we normally do. We got four pick-up games. Matter of fact, I'll do that shit now, because I don't want to say that. I'll, I'll read off the games. For the confidence picks right now, so we can get it out the way, man. We got Cowboys at Rams. We'll talk about that. Uh, Bengals at Ravens. I think that's the Sunday night game. Titans at the Commanders. And, of course, the Giants at the Packers. Once again, pick them games for later on, around 7.50 p.m., about 50 minutes from now. Pick them games, Cowboys at Rams, uh, Bengals at Ravens. Titans at Commanders, and then the Giants at the Packers. The first game is Sunday morning. So, um... Uh, without further ado, let's get a roll call going. I got my notes ready for this matchup. I got some matchup things. I watched some of that game on um, uh, the the Patriot game and the Packer game. Uh, I, did I see every game for the Packers this year? I know I saw a lot of the opening game versus Minnesota. I did okay Sunday night game. I did see that Sunday night game, the Bears game. They yeah, they beat up on them. Um, who the fuck did they play in week three? But anyway, whoever they played, I remember last week, but we know the Packers, mostly Aaron Rodgers, but it's more to the Packers than Aaron Rodgers. We'll talk about uh, their linebackers, you know, Rashawn Gary, who's having a very good season thus far, how we to defend him. Like, I got the technical questions I want to ask stakeholders, but we'll, we'll talk about them, man. Let's get everybody on at the C-notes. Um, oh, by the way, previous episode of the baseball earlier this week, check it out as we go to the Major League Baseball playoffs this uh, weekend. Uh, NBA, got into the NBA with the Northwest and the Pacific Division. We had a good time uh, on the Knickerbocker Avenue Fan Forum, uh, all those teams in those divisions and some preseason basketball. And, of course, uh, tonight we got the uh, football, man. At the C-Notes, man, what's up, man? How you doing? A pleasant good evening, Steve. Good to be with you. October's my uh, favorite month of the year. Playoff time starts tomorrow. And, of course, there was a flat Jackson football on Sunday. If you can set the alarm just in time. <laughs> right, right. I definitely do. Now, you know, I, I got to bring this up a little bit later. I don't, maybe we should bypass it because I think I heard the Sunday Post game. Uh, there was a, you know, about critiquing your own team. And if you're a fan, I mean, that's right up our wheelhouse when we talk about that stuff. I could not agree with you discussion. more, Carl, on that. But what, what we could talk, we probably could get into it because I don't, buy into the hype if if you don't cheer for your fan or your team you're not a fan but we'll, we'll talk about all that stuff we might blend that in because i think that's that, you know it's all subjective it's all a point of view it's all opinion based anyway but uh shout outs to carl and i see db's with us db nation what's up man how you doing man what's going on man back in action let's get at it let's get at it man I got um, defensive questions for you. You're a defensive. I mean, you're a football expert anyway, but you know, especially when it comes to schemes, because whew, oh yeah, looking at our personnel and but I really, you know, what, DB Nation, can I ask you this real quick? Because I don't think I heard it. Who got the meat grinder pick of the week on Sunday from the Giants, even in the win, or do you do only meat grinders when they lose? Um, someone can always get that work. You know, but um, eh, I really can't say much about it because um, we didn't really have any total meltdowns. Tackling still has to get better a bit. Um, but, yeah, I really can't say anything about it. But in terms of me, Kay Crowder, I- I'm not impressed with Kay Crowder. <laughs> he has to step his game up. 
That's why I call him Clam Chowder. Because this guy, I mean, Zeke Elliott on the one in the Dallas game, If maybe if you wrap up, that wouldn't have been a touchdown. Maybe we could have held him to a field goal. You know, and that's not the first time that I've mentioned this guy's name. Like, he's definitely a liability in coverage, which is probably why we got Landon Collins back in action. So I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. We need someone who can cover and make plays. And maybe this time, you know, second time around for Landon Collins, he'll actually take it seriously. But I don't want to take up too much time. I know there's other people on the line. Now, is he dressing for that game? I mean, I know it's kind of short notice, right? I think, yeah, he is because I – from what I saw in the article, he's flying out to, to meet the team in London. So if you're doing that, oh, um, you, you playing. If, he, if he's meeting the team, you out know there, my, you, you know my favorite Landon Collins moment, DB. My favorite Landon Collins moment. And Carl, matter of fact, Carl, I you can attest. Was it in London? And we'll bring on Lady Blue. I got you, Lady Blue. My favorite Landon Collins moment it's, is matter of fact, Carl. When, first of all, that same weekend, this is actually my first time not going to that London game. I've been in 2008, and I've been there 2016. Carl, that's when we ran into each other. But Danny, you know, right outside that Paddington station for that game. The um, very first time we met. But my right, yeah, that, right, man. It was historic, man. It was good to meet you guys outside in London. That was good times, man. That Landon Collin pick six versus the Rams at Twickenham Stadium, man. That's my. And that, that he's going right back to London, seeing it across different stadium, though. But that's my favorite Landon Collins moment. You remember that play, uh, DB man? That. The pick oh, versus the Rams oh, in that um, under game in 2016. A hundred percent. If 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 you're a Giant fan and you don't well, if you weren't able to watch the game, I get it. But if you watch that game, that's a, that's the most memorable moment in Landon Collins Giant history. I agree. That was that was insane. That was that reminded me of the Barkley two point conversion against Tennessee. That was um, he had some blocking, but it was all individual effort, man. The effort by Landon Collins to get in that end zone, that man was not going to be denied. Right, right on. All right, cool. Let's go. We'll go back. LB, Lady Blue, 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 Lady Blue. What up? How you doing? What's up, my giant family? How is everyone tonight? Peace. Uh, I'm good. How you doing? Uh, it's been stressful, but that's a story for another day. But I'm here. I'm breathing. My feet hit the floor every morning. I'm blessed. That's definitely. Great wisdom right there. Absolutely. That, that, that's one thing I kind of have to take into account, Lady Blue, is what you just said. Like, after, you know, when people go through their day-to-days, just remember, you know, count your blessings, man. I think and I, a good friend of mine has said that to me, too, and you gotta, I have to remind myself of that, too. So I, I really appreciate that. That is true stuff right there. Shout-out to Lady Blue, man. Um, We got Game Week versus the Packers, man, and Carl, we'll lead off with you. Um, when it gets back to me, I'm going to read a couple of my notes, but I actually have notes from a couple of stakeholders, and we could also read off of their thoughts and opinions on the matches versus the Packers. But, Carl, how you look at it, this thing, man? You know, uh, going to you know go, going to London, and uh, what, what key matches are you looking at versus the Packers uh, on a neutral side? Well, I think the first thing you have to sort of start with is whether or not the quarterback is going to play or not. Um, what we've noticed here in the first what, four games of the season is that his ability to, and I'm in the store right now, so I got to keep the voice a little bit down. Um, you know, his ability to uh, run sort of these option plays has been a big part of the playbook the first couple of weeks. And so if you take that option out of the playbook, the question I have is, okay, well, what happens next? And we don't either know the answer or don't want to know the answer because I think we might know what it is. So, you know, while we're saying, I know me and DB were talking about this after the game was over, you know, about, hey, start the other kid. Um, what's his name? Uh, the kid that was drafted a couple of years ago and, and have him, you know, play. The problem is, is that he can't run the offense the same way. So, you know, in terms of the speed and being able to get the defense, you know, that, you know, that sort of threat in terms of him being able to keep the ball and be able to, you know, get seven yards or make it, you know, as we saw in the Chicago game, some of those touchdown runs that Jones had. And so I think the game sort of starts there. If you don't have that, then, or if the kid, or if he's compromised, I don't, you know, this kid's a pretty tough guy. I mean, I got to be fair. You know, number eight's a pretty, pretty tough guy. He's trying to fight through it, how successful he'll be in getting on the field to be effective on Sunday. I don't know the answer to that. 
Um, we've seen what has happened before when he's tried. Um, so that's something to monitor. And then on the defensive side, you know, the one thing that the Packers, it, the Packers are, I've known, I saw the stat the other day, the Packers have as many 20 yard completions of passes as anybody in the league, even though if you watch the games, it doesn't look that way. There's been a lot of catch and run um, where the receivers have been able to take, you know, a five or six yard pass and make 20 yards out of it. And that's how they've gotten their offense. Uh, they don't have the big, you know, home run threat so far. And so that's something to monitor whether or not the Giants in that sort of three to eight yard range can, if the Packers are making a play there, can they make a tackle and not allow the Packers to extend that play to 10, 15, 20 yards like they've been doing this season? All right, cool. Shout outs to Carl. Now, DB, see, I, I was thinking along those lines, but I'm, this is where I say, is this a wink Martindale game or a stink Martindale game? And I think that's a valid question because I think this is a defensive coordinator on how to, it's not just Aaron Rodgers, but the psyche of trying to anticipate what you, he's going to do. And it's kind of hard because he's so mobilized as far as Aaron Rodgers. What are, what are your thoughts on what Carl just said? Your thoughts on the game matchups, but also the defensive coordinator, I, I think is really big on how he plays or calls this game. So uh, I'm going to have to be checking out that Walmart. Can you hear me? Steve, yeah, can yeah, you hear me? yeah. Okay. So I feel like um, the Giants actually have a good chance, and I think it's going to be Wink Martindale, not Stink Martindale, because after that um, Dallas debacle, um, he's starting to get back on track on where he needs to be. However, um, I don't know if you guys watched the, the highlights of the, the Packers and the Patriots, but the Packers defense, I'm, I'm, I'm not impressed with it in terms of what the Giants can do offensively. I mean, Saquon Barkley is the leading rusher in the NFL for a freaking reason. He's not doing it by accident. O-line is getting better every week, and the Packers were getting gouged by the Patriots, uh, if you look at some of their stuff. Packers have given up about five yards a carry all season, so their run defense isn't what some people might think it is. So whether it's Barkley, Breida, or Brightwell, one of the three Bs, we definitely have a shot at making it happen against them running the ball. And defensively, yeah, they got Alan Lazard back. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, one thing about him, since he feels like he's uh, receiver depleted, this guy will throw that ball into double coverage to number 13, Lazard from Iowa State. Now, he doesn't believe yet in uh, that Christian Washington, the rookie, Romeo Dobbs from Nevada. He's doing well. He's definitely a threat. But nothing that we can't handle. Nothing that the Giants can't handle. So, um, Whit Martindale, I believe, will dial it up. And we have a really good shot at winning this game, especially Landon Collins being back on that Giants defense because basically he's a hybrid. I mean, he's like a linebacker, you know. So for him to come back into this aggressive uh, defense that Wink Martindale calls, switching it up with blitzes and coverages and different looks to the offense, um, he, he's going he's gonna, to um, put that ball up into double coverage for number 13, and that should give the Giants some opportunities for George Jackson or whoever's back there to get some picks. So I feel good about this game. All right, I actually have a follow-up question, but we'll, we'll, I'll hold off on that. We'll go to LB, get her thoughts, and we'll let her spit. Go ahead, LB, what are your thoughts on this matchup versus the Packers, uh, the London game, early morning game? Uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Like I said, with the injury list, we don't even know who's at, who's playing and who's not. But And I, re- I also read an article that Landon is going, but they don't know if he's playing or not. So I, I don't think even they know what the hell is going on. I, I don't know about that but i do know that the giants are two and zero in london so that's a good thing and uh we'll see what happens i'm curious how we're going to match up against you know hoping that our offensive line can open up more holes for saquon like they did last week but we also saw that when someone gets hurt that the holes close so we all know, being Giants fans, that every week is different, every game is different. Hell, every day is different because we don't know who's going to be playing and who's not. So I just, I'm just happy the fact that we're three and one. We should actually be four and zero oh, because we shouldn't have lost that damn game. But I'm just, I'm looking forward to the game. Like I said, with us having, we haven't lost in London yet, and I'm hoping that we don't start 
But uh, other than that, dude, I really got to get off this thing. I messaged you my pickums because I have a mom issue that I got to go take care of. So love to the fam, love to oh, all uh, of oh, you, yeah, and I actually hope to see everyone in two weeks here in Jacksonville. All right, shouts to LB. I'll take it. I'll take a look at it. Uh, I'll pull it up a little few in a few. Shouts to LB. Take care of the family. Um, so listen, I think Julian Love is coming back uh, to the you know to the lineup. I'm not exactly sure Tony's playing. And that's starting to frustrate me, right? You know what, Kadarius Tony. Um, you know, I like Jair Alexander, guys, um, but I think, you know, I don't think the Giants receiving core-wise have posed a threat this season, and this is probably going to be a game. They may, you know, we, we saw the struggles with Evan Neal, and we saw, I don't think the Packers may be on the attack on the defense. I think they're going to go man coverage on our wide receivers, sit back and play. I, I can see that. Um Carl, if you have anything else you'd like to say, I'll, and then we could go back to DB, and I'll read off. I think big, big, uh, big hitters scouting report from the Big Blue Huddle. That'll be Brian, and I got Worms notes on the game. We can feed off of that. But uh, and, and from the Giants' perspective, um, I just—it's easy to say they're done as far as bring pressure. I don't know blitzing is the right thing to do uh, against Aaron Rodgers statistically. But, Carl, if you have any additional thoughts, feel free to uh, fire away. Uh, and then um, we'll go back to DB and get some of these matches. So I have not gone into the lab to see what the blitz percentage numbers have been this season for the Giants um, to see how much success that they've actually had. So I'm, I'm going to take a look into that probably tomorrow um, and see. Um, but something has told me that they've used the blitz at some opportune times and have been successful. I'm thinking of the game against um, – against Carolina when they got, I think it was Julian Love that got that one particular sack. And then I think it was the last week, there was a play where the guy where the guy got blown up. I forgot who it was that made the play. Um, but sort of, I, I, Blitzen Rogers, like, like name me the team that's been successful doing that. And I'll tell you that that team probably has never been successful. So you usually have to get to Rogers with four guys. And if you don't get them with four, it's going to be a tough day. So pretty much it's going to be on the defensive line to put some pressure on him and make him somewhat uncomfortable. If you watch the first half of the Patriots last week, the defensive line did a really good job uh, for New England. And then as time went along, you know, Rodgers is going to make his set of plays. Like you, It's just a matter of how much can you, can you outlast him or is he going to outlast you? That's kind of been the game. I remember back when I went, we went to the playoff game a couple of years ago. Um, when the Giants were playing at Green Bay. Uh, that was the uh, infamous uh, boat trip game. And, you know, the Giants were really doing a number on the Packers' offensive line in Rodgers for about a quarter and a half. But eventually, over time, you know, he's just so good that he just, once he finds something or he finds a, a weak link in your defense, he goes right after you. And so that's something to just kind of be aware of. That the first quarter might be like a feeling out process, but as time goes along, you just wonder how long – can the Giants hold up against a guy like him? You know, he's great. He's a legend. So you have to sort of take it into account. All right, cool, cool. Uh, now, you have any questions you want to ask DB, man, on, on the matchups uh, for this uh, game week five? Um, because the whole game is, is going to be predicated based on what the quarterback plays. Um, I guess the question would be this. Let's say if I take the quarterback out of the equation, this is, right? And it's uh, the backup, whoever that, that may be. How did the Giants present an offensive for, uh, system for this particular game with the Packers knowing full well that it's basically state one, no receivers, and a quarterback that can't run? But, like, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out a way – around that, like, I, it's not like I can't see a situation where the Giants are basically going to run, let's say, 50 plays and run the ball 41 times and pass the ball nine. Like, I can't see that. But, like, map, map this out. How this, how this goes down. Uh, DB, you want to chime in? Or? So, the only thing I can say about that is stranger things have happened. 
Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and this guy gets the ball out quick. Besides being a good decision maker, which is important at the quarterback position, hence my issue with number eight, but this guy gets the ball out quick. You'll be lucky to get to him. And like you said, back then, the Giants had so many guys on defense to, to cause pressure on Rodgers. You know, Antonio Pierce was discount double-checking him left and right. So that is, it is going to be tough. Leonard Williams is still out. Kadaris Tony is still out with this injury, you know. But um, it's, it's going to be tough. But what is the world is the way. O'Shane Zimenez, to me, has been playing, has been more of a threat pass rush-wise than uh, number five, uh, Thibodeau. Now, I recruited – I always look at film, watch these guys. Thibodeau is good, but um, to me, he still has to prove himself. But also, too, it doesn't help when – and uh, Wink Martindale, the, whoever's the defensive coordinator for New England and the, and the Packers, you, two against five never wins. What I mean by that is edge rushers are only outside linebackers who either stand on the edge or get in a three-point stance and rush from the edge. They are by positions linebackers. They're not an actual certified defensive lineman. So on, if you look at some of these plays, that these big run plays that get given up, it's because there's either one defensive tackle or maybe two true D linemen, and then you got two edge rushers. If I'm an O line, that, that's that's a that's a birthday party because we're gonna blast these dudes. Because from a, a size standpoint, they outweigh these guys. So yeah, you're gonna get blown off the ball. You're not gonna put a corner as as an edge guy or defensive end because he's too small. So when 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 the Patriots did get good run stops or when the Packers got good run stops, it's when they had because they run what we run three four. And I was looking at their line. I was like, oh, hmm, no wonder. And if you look at some of these plays where the Giants got gals on big runs, pause the film, and you'll see there's either maybe just Dexter Lawrence in there or Danny Shelton, two defensive linemen, and then you got Thibodeau and A.O. on, on the edges. That's that You're asking an edge rusher to get through two to three offensive linemen. That's asking for a lot. So, you know, the first game um, Thibodeau played, I can't blame him at all because it was a horrible defensive uh, scheme by Wink Martindale. So we're going to have to have three down linemen most of the time, especially if we're trying to get any sort of pressure on Rodgers. You know, secondary-wise, I think we'll hold up with, with, with these guys. I think we'll hold up on them. And if the Packers do want to sit back, Steve, like you said, and play man coverage, that's okay. Davis Webb has been here before. Davis Webb was supposed to be Eli Manning's successor. So many people forget that. He's another guy out of Cal. This is where Aaron Rodgers came from. Cal cranks out these offensive animals. Marshawn Lynch, Deshaun Jackson, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Davis Webb was supposed to be that next guy. And he left, whatever, whatever, went to the Bills, came back. They have something cooking here. So if they want to sit back or play man, that's okay. Davis Webb is a better decision maker. He's not an athlete. No one, no one on the team, or besides Tyrod Taylor, is dual threat, you know, at this point. But guess what? They they got something going. Mike Kafka will, will dial it up and get it going. I mean, I hope Kazarius Tony is healthy. I doubt that he is, but we definitely need him. And now's the time, if there was ever a time offensively, to get Darius Slayton involved. You look at some of these big runs Barkley had, who was blocking downfield? 86. We, we got to get him the ball. And, yeah, he got pass interfered and dropped the ball in that last game. It was still pass interference, but guess what? Number eight horribly underthrew him. That guy was beat by like four yards, and he had to come back to the ball because Jones underthrew him. So Davis Webb is a better decision maker and a more accurate passer, which is another reason why I feel good going into this game in London. Let me ask you a question before I get to the notes from Giants big hitter and the worm. Uh, I'm with you on the edge. Now, I notice a lot of these snaps, DB, with Thibodeau lining up, on the right tackle side, um, do you think they should try to switch more things up? I mean, they kind of mix and match, but for the most part, Thibodeau lines up on the right tackle side where you have Ojalari coming off the other side. And I know that's the left tackle side. Uh, what are additional Wink Martindale's ways to, I guess, make it as much confusing as it could be for Aaron Rodgers? Because I don't think there's no – I think Aaron Rodgers is so smart, the fact that he's seen everything. And if you don't have the talent or personnel and the scheme, he's going to exploit it at some point during the game. 
But my question as far as lining up the edges, because I thought about it and you were kind of touching on it. So how defensively scheme-wise, with our edges, what would you do as far as off the line, off the right tackle shoulder, whether in the three-point stance? Like, how do you feel as far as how our edges should, where they should line up in particular on most snaps? Do you be there? Oh, I'm sorry. I had it on mute. The thing about it with the, okay, cool. the thing about it with the edge rush is, is that he 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 can switch it up. He has to run more loop stunts, I would think. But the only re, the only way that really works, Steve, is when you have that, that third defensive lineman in that three four defense because it, it's it's too hard. You're asking too much of that edge guy to to get through two to three guys. He ha I mean, I'm pretty sure he'll switch it up. But yeah, run loop stunts where guys you know go one way, loop around the other because you know the tackle might think he's going this way and you look back around, but it's so much harder for these edge guys when you don't have at least three linemen in there. That's what makes it hard. Another thing, too, that I, I want I don't, I want to see less of this, everyone, for Thibodeau and even A.O., but I know it's more so for Thibodeau, stop dropping this man into coverage. We did not draft an edge rusher to play the flats. Um, every now and then, I get it, or if it's like third and long, whatever. You can do that. Get Get pretty with it, but how many times half of um, number five snaps have been dropped back to the coverage? I'm not impressed with that because it's like, oh, now you're now you're really not a factor. You're taking the edge rusher out. I mean, I don't understand that. It doesn't make sense because you look at that Dallas game. They have, for the most part, their down lineman and that, and that guy number eleven. You know, it wasn't like uh, one defensive tackle, whoever the other edge rusher is, and then Micah Parsons. They had a full full seven right there, and that makes a big difference on this O-line because, like you said, Steve, Aaron Rodgers is smart. He's he done seen it all, done it all. So for you to line up less than three down linemen against him, you're asking for trouble. And, again, with, with Tay Crowder, they, they have a two-headed monster at running back, just like we do for the most part too. But A.J. Dillon is the workhorse, the power back, and then uh, Jones could, can do it all, basically. So tackling, tackling, and tackling. These guys got to wrap up. And I'm really talking to Tay Crowder if we were like if he was in the room. You know, all this shoulder shimmy stuff doesn't work. Come on, guys. This is the NFL. Wrap the ball carrier up. Bring him to the ground. It's very simple. But I feel like I feel like Barkley or Breida, whoever they put in there, will can and will have success against this against this uh, Packers defense. I feel good about it, you know, and, and I'm glad everyone thinks the Packers are going to win, you know, Vegas, all the analysts. The Giants always do better under the radar as underdogs, which is another reason why I feel good about this game. Well, but, yeah, they, they got okay, to get enough. more help to those guys. Cool, I get that. I, I'm with you on that because without Leonard Williams, you're going to ask more out of uh, Ellis and um, uh, De- uh, Dexter, Dexter Lawrence, right? But one more question before we get to the notes and we'll go back to call, right? Like, Fill you on all that as far as running the ball because I've been that's that's pretty much the the style they should be running based off the personnel offensively, but I do think uh, this matchup. You know, how do you feel about Feliciano, man, this week? Like, you know, Kenny Clark is a I think is an excellent interior defensive lineman for the Packers, and we've seen him. You know, he's had okay games, and you see him struggle with run blocks here and there. He's had some good blocks. He's, he's like up and down, but you kind of expect that from a stopgap center. You know, he's a plug guy, you know, we, until we get a long-term center center, a real anchor, he's there because he's familiar with the, you know, the build system and shit, right? So how do you think that matchup is going to go, DB, before we get to the, the big hitters notes and the worm and go back to Carl? Um, it's, it's, it really just depends. I mean, I'm, I feel like Feliciano um, can get the better of him. But that it kind of it kind of reminds me of the uh, the uh, Titans game. Uh, I, f- I forget the guy's name that that, that D tackle for for Tennessee. But I remember you were asking who's going to win that battle, you know, with the interior lineman. So yeah, Clark 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 is a beast, but Feliciano is no slouch either. So I think I think Feliciano uh, should get the better of him in that matchup. All right, bet cool. Shout out to DB man and um, big hitters notes. He has a he got to the offense. 
shout out to the big Giants big header GiantsFans.net on his thoughts, man. I mean, he talks about the, uh, of course, the the run balance attack, uh, 44.7% ratio, six in the league at time for possession, 34, 31 minutes, close to 32 minutes in time of possession. Uh, he goes into the thoughts of uh, the, the offensive line is need, Batari. Uh, I'm not exactly sure the status of the Packers injury report, to be quite honest. I didn't really look at it. It gets into uh, Alan Lazard, which I think uh, when I was watching that game versus the Patriots, he had a nice throw on the, on the sideline where Aaron Rodgers, you know, the anticipation, the beauty of that, man. I, I do think Rodgers kind of does miss uh, Devontae Adams, but, you know, as far as uh, the, the wide receiver core for the, the Packers, Lazard and and Dubs, man, they um, they, Romeo Dubs, uh, the rookie from uh, I think he went from Nevada, right? Uh, I, they're okay, but this wide receiver court is not as potent. But the veteranship of Aaron Rodgers is kind of, you know, it is what it is. He's an all-time kind of quarterback. Uh, big Giants big header calls him the goat. Uh, of course, we already know the stat. I won't get into the stats with him. I don't know. Is Sammy Watkins playing? I don't know if he's going to play this week. I'm not exactly sure because he's thinking – because uh, Brian's looking at it as, you know, we may watch out for jet sweeps out of him. Um, you know, Randall Cobb's kind of – he's kind of like a veteran. You know, he'll get in there on third down, such and such. Um, I, I, you know, shout-outs to Brian on his nose. Let me get to the Worms nose and we go back to uh, Carl on his game. Uh, let's see what the worms say. He said, um, Giants office. Uh, yeah, I know the Packers are awful against the run, but if they stack the box due to us having no catch, you know, no threat to catch the ball, uh, the question mark at quarterback for the moment, Barkley won't be able to do much. So that's what the worm is saying. He's saying also the Packers have a top 10 pressure rate. So if Jones is behind center. How mobile is he going to be? Remember that question, guys. I just said that. So remember that, Carl, if you want to answer that. Worm. Matter of fact, worm, what do you think about that? We'll, we'll stop right there with the worm. We'll go back and forth with that. He says, uh, the worm says, uh, the Packers have a top 10 pressure rate. So if Daniel Jones is behind center, how mobile is he going to be on Sunday? What are your thoughts on that, uh, Carl? Well, that's the question uh, we sort of started the show with, is that if the quarterback can't move, what, what happens next? <laughs> you know, because you know you can't you can't run the ball for you know this is not like that. There was a game I think it was in this in the monsoon I think in Buffalo last year where the Patriots I think threw the ball three times and won the game. Like you can't <laughs> that, that that doesn't work like unless those conditions exist. So if the quarterback is compromised and that and it's you know second and long. Or, I mean, if it gets to third and nine, you may just pump the ball. But that's the question that I'm, I'm struggling with, especially with the wide receiver situation. And apparently Galladay got hurt on Sunday. I mean, I must have missed something. I didn't really see him on the field. But, you know, you're, and I think Richie James is, is, mended, is, on the, is on the mend right now. And I don't know what the you know, status is on him. You know, you're just running out of guys. You know, they're trying to manufacture what they can. But, you know, next man up can only take you so far. You're just running out of dudes. All right. He also says, and we'll go to DB next. We'll go back to DB. DB, um, as far as the Worms notes, he also says about Preston Smith. Uh, if we're going to need another, he said we're going to need another solid outing. What do you think about uh, defensively uh, what Preston Smith brings from the Packers side of things? And also, the Packers are, you know, have you mentioned, uh, or Carl mentioned, or somebody mentioned the one-two punch running back-wise, but the Giants are 30th in uh, carry, or yards against. <laughs> so what you, if no Leonard Williams, how long of a day is the run defense if you talk about Clan Chowder? And then also, uh, Worms thoughts of what he said as far as Preston Smith. I mean, the, the Packers are going to come out with, with, with their A game. I already know that, but yeah, being down players is definitely not helping us because, yeah, I had mentioned it. Their, their run game is on point, too. And if anything, their run game is what's, well, what's starting to, you know, help Aaron Rodgers get a little bit more comfortable with those younger guys because A.J. Dillon and Jones, Aaron Jones, are some good – well, Aaron Jones is a pro bowler. A.J. Dillon is finally coming into his own, coming out of Boston College. So those guys are a problem. You have to worry about them first. And with no Leonard Williams in there, with, Tay, with 
with Tay Crowder, you never know which Tay Crowder is going to show up. Is it going to be the guy who wants to tackle or not? Uh, the rookie in there, um, Michael McFadden from Indiana, that, that kid's a gamer. He's a gamer. He's a short tackler. So it's good to see him in there. And we have so many rookies on this defense that are starting. I don't know if people know. There's rookies all over the place, um, you know, from edge to, to linebacker to DB with Cordell Flott from LSU, you know, the safety Dane Belton from Iowa. So we got a lot of young guys who are in, in position right now. So it's not like we got some veterans out there, and they're still holding it down for being inexperienced in terms of their tenure in the league. So, you know, um, like Worm said, those guys on defense, they're going to come, come to play. And it kind of is going to remind me of the Carolina game because we did what we did against Tennessee. Barkley tore it up. And obviously coaches are smart. They have eyes and ears. They watch highlights. And they're like, oh, we're going to stack this box. And Barkley still ended up with over 80 yards rushing. But what did they do? They had eight to nine in a box in that Carolina game. And all of those were super hard, tough yards. So it's going to be that again, especially since the, um, both dual threat quarterbacks on the Giants roster are pretty much out. And I don't, I don't want a, a limping, hurt lamb out there. Let's get a healthy Davis Webb in there. Because, you know, if you limping, if you, can't, if you can't do what you can do with your legs, then he doesn't need to play. That, that's where I'm at with it. It's, it's, it's all or nothing. So I want a healthy person in there, and it should be Davis Webb. So we'll see what the coaches do. And receiver-wise, they got to pick up some free agents or something because, honestly, we're definitely hurting and it is next man up, but but again, it goes to show how important that quarterback position is. Look how many Patriots receivers were J- Johnny who? We don't even know who these guys are. But Brady was such a good quarterback, making good decisions, putting the ball in the right place. These guys were elevated. So I believe that's what Davis Webb will do for the Richie James of the world, for the uh, David Sills, and whoever else we got. You know, because we're like tight and tight and crazy right now with with Tanner Hudson and the rookie from San Diego State, uh, Bellinger. So, again, even with a depleted offense, in terms of the, the receiver position, we we can still have success against these guys. Yeah, I definitely feel that absolutely. And then also, I'll add to what you know with Rashawn Gary. He's having a good season thus far for the Packers and. Um, you know, I'm, I, I think this is some uh, freshman woes with uh, Evan Neal and struggles uh, on that uh, on that tackle. And I thought I, was the, I wasn't the only one who noticed it. I realized that Giant fans have been getting on of him, rightfully. So kudos to them for calling it out because I think there should be no passes, honestly. I mean, I get, you know, you're a rookie, whether it is Thibodeau or Evan Neal. You know, you, you're high draft picks. you got to deliver. you got to deliver on the money, man. This is the, the way it is, you know. Um, and then and, and I really worry about this matchup this week is how the Packers in the last couple of games, man, when especially late in quarters, they've been really after opposing quarterbacks, too. Um, now, it's a neutral side game, Carl. Uh, this, you know, I don't know if this matters as far as Mason Crosby. He's always been an accurate kicker for the Packers, and we've had Graham Gano, same thing. I mean, we saw the end of the Viking Saints game in London where it came down to back-to-back long field goals to end the game. But uh, giant special teams uh, gotta show up. Don't you know? You know ball control. Don't muff punts. Uh, I, I think Richie James had that one muff uh, uh, against the Bears. But uh, but what about anything else on this matchup or anything on the note side that you like to add to add to this game, man? I mean, is there anything we're missing? I think we covered everything as far as injuries. Whether Leonard Williams is going to be there or not, that's a huge deal as far as how things are going to weigh in as far as. Pace of the game, what are your thoughts? You know, definitely the hidden yardage that comes out of special teams um, is definitely something that's been monitored. You know, we've been talking about it for the first couple of weeks of the season where there's been penalties on special teams that have cost team yardage. I think in the game last week they had a situation just like that that cost, I think, it was 15 or, or 19 yards um, because of, you know, you know, penalties. I think two times a season, the Giants have had a guy go out of bounds, come back in, to make the uh, to make the tackle on the on the punt return, and of course have that be called. So, you know, I would like to they get that cleaned up. But you know, usually your special teams are sort of a reflection of you know who you have on the roster. And of course, as we know, the team has been depleted by guys not being available. So, I, I'm going to give them sort of a pass. I don't want to, 
But, you know, it is what it is at this point with, you know, with the remaining guys that are left on the roster. All right, all right. Now, anything else you'd like to add before we get around for uh, picks uh, or DB Nation? Anything else you'd like to add? Oh, matter of fact, Carl, you have anything you want to ask me or even DB on this game? Uh, maybe if not, we could spread uh, some thoughts on any games you guys watching outside of the Giant game. We can fill in, you know, as far as games around the league. Um, no real questions in particular. I think a lot of our questions will be answered early. Um, I can be fair. Like this week's slate of games, like the tw- the early slate, the one o'clock games might be like the worst set of games ever. Like if you take a look one by one at those games, like I happened to look at it and I was like, oh my god, what am I gonna? Do I want to watch three and a half hours of this? Like look at the games one by one. It is this week might be unwatchable until like three twenty-five when. You get the uh, the Cowboys playing the Rams and the uh, Eagles playing um, in Arizona. Everything else after that, I have almost no interest in watching. Right. I I, I looked at that and I and I figured I'd probably take a nap. I don't even know if I want to watch the red zone. We got Bears and Vikings and Lions and Patriots, Seahawks and Saints. Um, not even the not none of them really. Maybe the Falcons, Bucks, maybe. Depending on, you know, they've, you know, two and two, both teams. But, DB Nation, anything else you'd like to add before we go around? We'll probably knock the picks in and, and chop it up before we get off this uh, this show, man. But, uh, DB, anything else you like with this mattress that we have not said or any thoughts you want to sound off on? And we can could, we could address that. Mute button, mute button. Uh, maybe he's not there. DB did drop. Okay, he dropped. Maybe he'll call back in. Uh, let's see. Any additional thoughts before we get to the picks? Uh, I don't have anything else. Um, you know, I, I do like Sills as a possession receiver. I mean, I know without Wondell Robinson and Tony, it's kind of hard to gauge that Sterling Shepard with his ACL injury. I think the tight end use has been uh, actually been good with this team between – uh, Marek and uh, Bellinger, uh, it's been safe, safe throws, you know, safe high percentage throws. And and I guess they're playing the game manager quarterback, you know, with Jones when it comes to that. So I'm, I'm actually cool with that. Uh, if, I don't think they believe he can make the throws, and that's the same thing I've been saying, of course, with the wide receivers. And we talked about that, Carl, with, uh, you know, separation with the wide receivers and he's still not getting the ball down the field. But that's neither here nor there. We've been down that road. Just looking at it offensively, you know, I noticed also, Carl, that um, in these games, like, I, like over the previous regime, I was always looking at Barkley being this pass threat as well. I don't think this season, you know, I think it's been best for him running the rock. I'm talking about Barkley in particular. I think, you know, trying to get him as much touches. Uh, if, they, if if Jones can pick up on the blitz and make a, a play call change to go to the screens, the Giants haven't necessarily been the best screen team. They, it could work to their, to their, their benefit, especially uh, with Brightwell, man, is, is on that. But, uh, DB, I'm going to go back to you real quick before we go after Carl. We'll get to these picks, man. But uh, uh, anything else you'd like to add from this game? Uh, anything you want to bring to the table on this matchup this week? Uh, first of all, sorry about that, my. I have my had my Bluetooth earbuds in and I freaking misplaced my phone, so I found it obviously. So, um, no nah, man, they just they just got to make it happen. They they just got to make it happen. Um, if if number eight is out there, it's it's definitely going to be a longer day than expected, especially if the Giants get in a situation where somehow we're down by seven or ten, and the quarterback number eight is forced to play position and pass his way to help. Um, that's not going to be a good look for us. But um, we, we'll see how it goes. And, and, Steve, I think the Giants need to throw more screens because when they do, we get we get yardage. Like, and it keeps uh, any defense, especially aggressive defenses, it keeps them on their toes. So when you're weak at, at receiver, look, man, a screen can be our best friend because, yeah, let, come with that pass rush or stack the box, do what you want to do. We'll dump it off to Barkley or Breida, and we'll make it happen. Or, well, I don't think Kadaris Tony's playing, so I keep wanting to throw him in there, but I don't think he's in the plans. But, yeah, we need to throw at least one to two screens 
per quarter to keep these defenses honest. If I'm Mike Kafka, that's that's my my uh, my go-to right there. It's you know it's coming, you just don't know when it's coming. Come on, the Packers would would run screens back in the day all the time. I'll never forget John Madden talking about Edgar Bennett and the Patriots when they would play. They would dump screens. Those are just effective against pretty much any defense, and we have the linemen to get out in space to do it. So I just think that that should be a big part um, of how we approach the Packers and even everyone else moving forward offensively. We gotta we gotta sprinkle them in there. You know they're coming, you just don't know when. And then as a defender, especially me playing safety, that's the last thing I want to see is a team running the screen. Because being a DB or just whoever, even a linebacker, you got linemen getting out on you, and if you and you get that running back or a fullback or receiver in space, that's a problem. Everyone has to be on the same page to shut down the screen. So I just think that um, they should definitely up the screen game offensively, regardless of who's playing quarterback. Hey, listen, you're preaching to the choir, but like you said, the quarterback has to recognize that look. Like when you're in the film room, right, and they're looking at these defensive plays and they're looking at these formations and looking at all the tapes of when they blitz, when the, it's the, you know, calling it out by the formation, quarterback's got to pick that up. And, and, and you got to make them pay. And you got to guess it right. Um, I agree with you. Like you have – the edge tackles to kind of get down the field. Like, they, they have that athleticism in them to do that, to kick out, you know, the defense defensive backs that's on the play or or even, the, you know, even the safety, like you said. I I am with you on that. But as a quarterback, the quarterback has got to know that and pick that up right. They got to sell it, too. See, the, the, the part of the screen, as you already know, DB and Carl, it's about selling it. You know, you know, making it look like it's going to be one thing, and have everything just have make sure they bite on it, so those guards can pull, the tackles can get down the field, so on and so forth. But that's a quarterback who got to know the the formation and, and, and the personnel on that. I think this is Sean with us. We'll jump with him, get his thoughts, and then we will get to the picks. Sean, what up, man? Big blue round table. Your thoughts, man? Matt, here's a, just anything, man, as far as versus the Packers this week. I mean, it, it should be an interesting game. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for here for everybody. Should be an interesting game. Uh, I think up, you know man? the coach is gonna you know have us hang in there as long as we can, and uh, hopefully a receiver to a step up somehow. Um, if we can have a receiver step up, then I really think we have a good chance of winning. If one of our receivers or any receiver catches at least seven passes. We have a good chance of winning the game, <laughs> but I don't. I, you know, I, I know we talked last time about talent, so, and we'll we'll, we'll just see. Anything can happen, so I ain't gonna keep on long because I'm busy working, and you know, I just clicked in, and you know, I'm I'm hoping the best for the team, and like I said, I like the way the direction the team is going, and. It's a positive direction, but I think we have a great chance of winning if certain things go our way. So, bleed blue. Do your thing, brother. Bleed blue. Yeah, you know what? I, I had one thought. Now, I shouldn't even bring this up because it shouldn't be an issue, but if let's say I think I saw it in one of those games earlier this year, Carl, Sean, and DB with – uh, the ineligible player being downfield, like what? I think there was a bad call in one of the games that happened, like that that killed a good play for us, man. So I hope when we do it, let's say we do execute it, I hope the refs don't jerk us and miss call on a player down the field, man. That's you know sometimes that could be a drive killer. We'll end up having a good momentum and then just brings everything back, you know, because I don't think our roster is set up to convert, you know, third and. You know, long distance of yards, you got to have a, a nice flow going, especially with this person, though. All right, man, we got to these four games, man. Um, I got everybody's picks. Uh, let's see. What, I'll read it one more time before we go. We'll start with Carl. We'll start with DB. We go to Sean. I'll read everybody else's picks. We got the uh, Cowboys at the Rams. We have Titans at the Commanders. Uh, Bengals at the Ravens. And Giants at the Packers. Well, you know, the neutral site game, London. Uh, one more time, uh, uh, Cowboys at Rams, uh, Titans at Commanders, Bengals at Ravens, and, of course, our game, the first game of Sunday, Giants at Packers in London, man. So we'll start off 
uh, with Carl. And whenever you're ready, sir, fire away on your on your confidence picks for this week. All right, we're gonna go. Um, we're gonna go Packers four, uh, Tennessee three, Washington terrible. Oh my God, I saw them last week here. Um, give me Cincinnati at two, and I'm gonna take the Cowboys again at one. Uh, so went up in LA. All right, shout-outs to Carl. I should have had everybody's totals through week four, man. That, well, I'll have to do it next week. But anyway, shout-outs to Carl. I got those picks, man. Let's go to DB Nation, your your, your confidence picks. Uh, I'll go, I'm going to go uh, four for the Cowboys, three for the Tennessee, two for the Ravens, one for Giants. All right, NYG equals a one. Shout out to DB Nation. Sean, I got confidence picks for us. The exact same as DB Nation, brother. Okay, let me just DB Nation, same as DB Nation. I write it down and I'll put it in there later. Shout out to uh, Sean, man. Let's see. Uh, LB got her picks, and she said she said it right before um, she got off earlier in the episode. She says. Four Ravens, three Rams, two Titans, one Giant. So that's from LB. Shout out to LB. And then um, from Giants big hitter on Twitter, that would be Brian. He says Giants were the four. Bang- he says the Packers stink. He after all that, he just said the Packers stink. Giants four, Bengals three, Rams two, Titans one, and from the Worm. Um, Worms got the four on the uh, the Rams, Packers on the three, and <laughs> Mr. Tailgate himself got it. Packers on the three. Don't tell L6 that. <laughs> Commanders at two, Bengals at one for the Worm and myself. I oh yeah yeah yeah. Listen man, we'll, we'll put it we'll, we'll we'll make it a crow game. I if I'm wrong, is I'll eat crow. Packers four. Our <laughs> uh, BBs, I know DB's looking at me man. Put Steve in the meat grinder. <laughs> put me in the meat grinder, DB shit. Ravens three, Titans two, Rams one, man. That's the week. Uh, we'll get Christmas picks later, man, and, and we'll put it out there, man. Uh, got a couple more minutes, Carl. Listen, Carl, I heard the post game on Sunday. I totally agree with you as far as I know you and Chris is back and forth because that's that's a topic that's dear to me, and I, I guess I'll address it lightly in, in agreement because I am a firm believer that you can be a fan of a team and you can obviously critique them when they're not doing well or if they're doing great, you know, it, it, it could go both ways. You know, we come, we, I think we all come from an era where we all pick one team, one sport, one league, and we're going to ride them to the die where this newer generation, it's not like that to kind of, you know, it's a fantasy football generation. They, you know, that you pick, you follow the players basically where we come from an era, we follow the teams and, you know, and if we jump teams, we're called bandwagon fans because that's the code. That's what we were written back in the seventies, the eighties, the sixties, the fifties, whatever. So I'm in agreement with you on the fan level stuff as far as, Fans could critique their team, especially if you've been loyal to them, you know, supporting them, going to the game, shit like that. I'm with you, Carl, but it's just my uh, my thoughts on that. Anything else you'd like to add to that topic or the games itself or anything else we have not said? Final thoughts from you, sir. We'll go to DB. We'll go to uh, Sean as well. Yeah. Um, you know, the one thing about that conversation, you know, the way it was trending, and maybe – and Chris, Chris and I are probably talking about this offline or, or whatnot. So the one thing that sort of got to me when he was saying, when he was saying, it, it almost comes off as if, you know, almost like you have to sort of be on the on the payroll of of the team, sort of, you know, and be a cheerleader. And I, it's not something that I totally agree with. You know, the the thing that sort of came off as well was that there's these sort of unwritten fan rules. And I always keep asking, whenever those unwritten rules come up, like who decides that? Was it agreed upon? Like where where is it stated? Like we're just sort of arbitrarily throwing out rules and then sort of backing that up by saying, well, others will agree with me. Well, you don't know that. (laughs) That's an assumption. So we have to be very careful when we just sort of, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like in baseball, 
when a team is up by like seven runs and the opposing team tries to steal second and the other team gets upset. They're like, oh, why are you doing this? Well, there's no rule that says you can't do it. Well, yeah, there's kind of a rule. Well, who says who? So I think those kind of like unwritten things, you're walking a very dicey plane by trying to sort of, I don't know, artificially put your sort of beliefs or rules arbitrarily, by the way, and pose them on somebody else. That's kind of all I would say about that. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of fun over the years on this show talking about loyal fans, social fan, social media fan, diehard fan. I mean, we have done those years ago. We may readdress it. We do it out of fun. I'm actually all for unwritten rules, but not on a serious level. Just, just to kind of, uh, just to blow the wind as far as, uh, you know, how we all think as far as fans across the board. I've talked with fans from other ba- fan bases, and we, we're kind of on the same pages. You know, you talk to whether it's football, basketball, baseball, like, you know, they like it's this kind of an unwritten code there with older generation of play, you know, fans. And then with the younger generation, it's not really like that. It's kind of like, well, I just follow the player, and wherever that player goes, like wherever LeBron goes or wherever – uh, you know, whatever, you know, Michael Vick, whoever, whatever player, I'm going to follow the player, and that's just my guy for life. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. It's just, you know, the flip-flopping for me is just, that's where I don't, you know, that's where it gets to me. But shout-outs to uh, Carl on that. And uh, let's go to DB, get his final thoughts, and then Sean, and bring on Chris to get his thoughts, man, on this game. And uh, DB, final thoughts. Um, Let's win. Let's win. This is a very winnable game, regardless of how the rosters look. It all comes down to those guys in the trenches getting it done on the field. Uh, we have what it takes to win this game in London. And like Lady Blue said, hopefully we can keep this streak alive because last time we played in London, we weren't decimated with injuries. So, hey, we're 3-1 and one with the roster that we have, and there's no reason why we can't keep this train rolling. Now, I, I got to chime in here on what Carl just said, everyone obviously is entitled to their own opinion, no problem. But, um, you know, payroll, Chandler, look, I feel like as a, as, a, as a fan, a true Giants fan, fan of any sport, you should expect greatness. I know personally I expect greatness from a team. Regardless of the situation, I'm a Knicks fan. You know, people, you know, other teams will roast me, oh, you're a Knicks fan, the Knicks suck, but okay, say what you want. I'm still a diehard fan. I still want them to do good. If a player or a coach or someone is out of line, we are definitely going to call them out on it. That's why I call out Daniel Jones and when we had Shermer or McAdoo, because well, we expect greatness. We, we, call, we call that out, you know. But um, I don't think you, you interpreted it the right way um, that Chris was saying because, yo, it's, this, this, it's so deep-rooted. There's, there's something in you as a fan. I know personally for me that, you know, we, and everyone, obviously, you're entitled to, to have your own beliefs, but as a fan, there's just certain things. You just have to have some, that small glimmer of hope. That it has to be there. And if, and if it's not there, then, you know, I, I get why some people might question things. But, I mean, regardless of who's, who's on paper, whether it's Daniel Jones, I know how I feel about him, but guess what? He's a giant. So if he's on the field, I, I want him to do good. I expect him to do good because – as a fan, I think that's how it should be, and I know that's how I'm wired, but, you know, I'm going to just leave it at that. Blee blue, y'all. Blee blue. But who's going to get – are we going to – can you predict the future before we go to Sean? Can you predict the future for Sunday? Who gets the meat grinder in a win or a loss? <laughs> I am, I'm kind of anticipating that. We got to have that for Sundays, man. I hope no one gets put in the meat grinder <laughs> for this for the rest of the season, even though obviously that's not possible. But it better not be Tay Crowder. That's all I'm saying. You, that, that man, 48, better wrap up on them tackles. Lee Blue. I believe it was out the DB. Sean, final thoughts, man. Uh, uh, anticipation for this game or anything else like that? I mean, I know we all talked about uh, with, with Carl, which I 100% agree with him. And also, with the last caller, me being a, you know, and I'll, I'll keep it 100, used to be a diehard Knicks fan. Hey, Brooklyn got a team. Y'all know what that's about. But it just felt like when you put your all in a team and you see 
you know, okay, let's, let's try to get the potential or the right talent around it, and they don't, it's, it's heartbreaking. And I'm happy. I think we, right now with the record of our Giants, we have to get used to them having a winning record. That's number one. It's, it's been a while since we're talking about our team with a winning record. But they still have a lot to work on. And for anybody that don't believe that they still have a lot to work on, I'm sorry. At, what, what team are you watching? Yeah, we're winning. But there's a lot we still need. <laughs> it's like, it is just, I just hop on the wide receivers. I just don't understand how out of 5,000 wide receivers that's not even playing, how we have the worst wide receiving core on the planet. I just don't get it. I just don't understand. But we do have a coach, and I do feel like we could pull this out if certain things go our way. So um, I'm still that type of guy that hope that before I die, the Knicks will win the NBA championship. I would love to go to that parade. So I'm here. Bleak Blue. I mean, that's a Y'all perfect example. Bleak Blue, and that's a perfect example. I mean, how many years we taught that team on the show through the, all the lows, you know, and I come on here with the infamous one and, and the guys on that show, Chris, I mean, they've had bad products. And, you know, as a fan, you want them to do well, but you got to call it for what it is. And let's bring on Chris, man. Get his thoughts from this game, man. I know we're out of time, but, you know, any thoughts you'd like to say about right. the guys? And then um, let's try to see, man. I didn't hear anything, everything. Good evening, fellas. I didn't hear everything. I, I'm, I'm coming late. Sorry about that. I came actually because I wanted to get the um, – I wanted to give my um, um, what do you call oh, it? Oh, you can do that right now. Let me write it down. I mean, my my. Let me write it down. And okay, go for it. Okay, yeah, I wanted to really. I want Ravens four, Rams three, Ravens. Titans two, and G Men one. Just like that. Got it. Okay. Got it. Um, All right. Cool. The unknown. The unknown is what kind of what kind of defensive um, situation that uh, or schemes that the Packers are going to have for for um, our starting quarterback, which now has slipped again in the last hour, I see. They don't even know whether they want Jones, Jones to start or what anymore. I don't know what's going on. I'm, lo- I'm losing it on that. And um, I have faith in our defense. I'm going to say that much because I'm looking at the time and I'm getting nervous here. <laughs> so um, I'm going to call this a, a close one, and I'm going to go ahead and say something, something to the degree of, because Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, bro, and he will figure it out in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to go something to the degree of 24-21 Packers. At this point, I'm, that's the score I'm giving you, and that's notwithstanding what I just gave you on my um, on my um, my pickups. So that's pretty much. Well, it. well, since you well since you said that, I'm and I'm, gl- and I'm glad you got I your prediction as far as no, no, no. That's cool. That's fine. I know things have you, things you had to take care of. I get that. But if Aaron Rodgers figures it out, that means somebody has to go into the meat grinder. So oh, the I meat would assume it would be Wink. Oh, I would assume it's well, going to be Wink Martindale. I, because uh, no. why he's going why to get cute? Why, he's going why, to get cute. Would... Um, we talked about it earlier. I, I know you missed it. Bottom line is this. Blitz and Aaron Rodgers, we understand that. Don't do that. But you got to still apply no, pressure with that. your edges. You can't waste your guys going in the pass covers. It's not going to make a difference. It's not like he's going to dump and check down into the flats. you got you got to go with your best guys and do what they best do. It, at least it, it's like this. You know how you play spade? You're not going to throw off your best spade card. You're not going to – you know what I'm saying? Like you're not going to throw off when you have the better cards at the better situation. Don't throw off. Do what you do best. It, I'd rather go into the fight and do what we do best and lose that way versus try to get cute. True. But both of these teams so far this year, they are number one and number two, Giants are number two, in third down defense, okay? And we, they're both top ten anyway in red zone defense, touch, uh, touchdown defense. And Wink Martindale is a goddamn – that's his specialty. He lives for this. Now, I would think from a strategic viewpoint that him and his staff totally have been reviewing the capabilities of Aaron Rodgers in the past to have exploited that, okay? <laughs> and, and, he, and he will. 
my problem right now is I don't think we have enough firepower. I'm concerned, I should say, about the firepower that we have at wide receiver to keep, you know. Um, I, I don't know who's playing, man. It keeps changing every, well, twice a day, you know. And I don't know the I don't know the availability anymore of Robinson. I don't know if Tony, who was who had limited practice yesterday, but was was said to have the, um who made the trip. But now they're they're saying that he may not play. I'm confused on that. So I'm getting oh, all these mixed messages. Say again. Hello. Oh, I just like this one. And um, nah, man. So I don't know what's going on anymore with that. That's what's concerning me. I don't have a definitive way to say, okay, this is what the Giants are going to do offensively to combat whatever um, run defense that that Green Bay has. We, I would have said that two days ago, but now I don't even know. So, I, so I don't know. That's my issue right now. The unknown. And that's it. That's all I got, homie. All right, cool. Um. I got a couple more minutes. I'll stay on for the OT if you guys want to chop it up. Uh, well, well shout-outs to everybody who contributed. Uh, LB, Lady Blue, uh, the notes from uh, the Giants Big Hitter, Brian, The Worm, of course, Carl, DB Nation, Sean, Chris, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We got a post-game, uh, what, uh, what, 12? Like 12 noon? Around 12, 12, 30, yeah. immediately yeah. after the game. I will be right here. So we'll, we'll be Chris will be here. I might call in. Shit, because like Carl said, the 1 p.m. games are weak. I'll call in. Sangre Azul, ladies and gentlemen. Please blue. Sangre Azul. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it?